What's going on, everybody? Welcome to NSAU. That is nothing super about us. This is a show where there's nothing super about us, but there is something super about the topics we cover. We discuss the infinite possibilities and theories that could occur within the ever-expanding cinematic and comic book universes. Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy. That was a pretty dope intro. Yeah, it was. It's going to be a dope post. So what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, as you just heard? Uh, we just took our little uh, posting video, and you guys should be excited to see it. Yeah, today is Saturday, March 27th, and this is going to be the last episode of March, and we're ready to you know kick Yo, things it off. it is. It was a big week for the realm of comic books. Could you believe this is episode five already? No, no. I'm loving doing it. Oh, it's great. It's great. And I hope everyone else enjoys it, too. I mean, again, you guys can follow us on anywhere you get podcasts, on Instagram at Nothing Super. We post content every week, so just stay tuned. And make sure if you're enjoying the podcast, you know, share it with a family member or a loved one or a friend that, you know, that you might talk about with this kind of stuff, too, and uh, see if they enjoy this as well. Let's share the love. Let's keep talking about theories, and let's... Let's go ahead and uh, pick apart the the universes of superheroes and everything super. Let me let me give you a new universe that we were just introduced to. Not maybe not just introduced to, but for us at least, you know, we started watching this new show on just, Amazon yeah. called Invincible. Now, Invincible is a comic written, I guess, partly written by Robert Kirkman, the guy that wrote The Walking Dead, and it has a lot of different superhero inspirations inside of it. It's like a superhero mashup. A superhero After mashup. watching the first two episodes, it's crazy. Oh, we're hooked. It is crazy. A lot of similarities to the boys. But it's so it, with it's just the messed up nature of things. With the messed up nature of things, it's like you have inspirations from DC, Marvel, the attitude of the boys, and like a spin on it that's like its own thing. So it's yeah, really cool. Hundred percent. So yeah, let's have so the jump, run. jumping into it. Uh, giving a little bit about what it's about, you know. Obviously, it's it's a superhero show about these uh, knockoff. I don't. I guess you can't really call them knockoff no, no. Uh, Justice League or anything like that. But it's a world full of superheroes, and uh, we don't know too much because we're only two episodes in. Let me tell you, there's a lot that happens in those two episodes, though. But it's kind of like, would you kind of get like it's like a like a darker take on on a superhero show? You know, at the moment, since we've only watched the two, I feel like. It's definitely a more realistic approach. So, like, The Boys, for example, it's very gritty and mm -hmm. there's a lot of gore in it because, you know, when you get hit going 500 miles an hour, yeah, you're not really going to be fully intact. You know? mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to be a little, little bit messed up. So, it's nice to see a show. Again, obviously, it's a cartoon. Yes. But it has that, like... Has that like it factor that draws you into it? It's an adult cartoon. It's an adult cartoon. It's, an, it's a cartoon for adults that love superheroes. And guess what? We are two adults that love superheroes. Um, but right. definitely an awesome. So we follow a couple main characters that were that we believe are to be the main characters. One being um, Invincible. Invincible himself. So Invincible in himself, the son of another main character that we're going to get talk talk to about. Right, so Invincible is Mark Grayson, played by Stephen Yen from The Walking Dead, or Glenn, 
Are these all Walking Dead characters? Uh, no. So oh, a lot okay. of so yeah. So Robert Kirkman likes to use the cast, I guess, from the show. So a lot of characters are like filled in by. She was in the Walking characters. Dead. Yeah, he wasn't. Uh, well, Seth Rogen's just yeah, Seth we'll Rogen. He's awesome. But so, yeah. Mr. Invincible. Mr. Invincible. What so, the right. show's named after? Uh, he's the main character, but Mr. You know, Invincible or is it just Invincible? It's just Invincible. Invincible. So Invincible is the main character of the show. In the first episode, it doesn't quite seem like that because there's someone who's a lot more powerful, and that's his father, Nolan Grayson, aka Omni Man, voiced by the, J.K. Simmons. The the um. Oh, I can't remember. His, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the boys. Um, Homelander. Homelander. The Homelander, in my opinion, of this show. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know... It gives a lot of Homelander, Homelander vibes. vibes. Oh, yeah. Not as crazy as Homelander, but no, kind he, he's of like a sauce. So, here's a little backstory for you. The episode opens up. We meet the Guardians of the Globe. Now, the Guardians of the Globe are also voiced by other members of um, The Walking Dead. Now, you have members that resemble the Justice League... I'm not going to say one-to-one, but, like, there's a strong influence there. 100%. So you War have, Woman? Here, I'll War give, give the names for you. You got Darkwing. What does that sound like? Uh, <laughs> Kate Vigilante, Darkwing. Martian Green. Oh, they didn't even really try that hard. <laughs> the Green Ghost, right? You have War Woman, Red Rush, Black Samson. Black And... Isn't... Isn't... What is Black Samson? He's, I think, Isn't he also a DC character? Black Samson? I thought he was a DC character as well. That sounds so familiar of... of uh... Uh, it was a movie back in uh, 74. I was definitely not alive in 74. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe no. I'm just crazy, but that sounds so familiar. And then you have... Uh, I don't know how to describe him. Fishman? Fishman, Aquaboy. Aquaboy. Aquaman, if he was actually lived underwater and was a fish. His name is the Aquarius. He's exactly like, have you ever seen those like CGI things of what modern, mer- what actual mermaids would look like? And they're hor- they're like horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much a like real that. life Aquaman. Yeah. So I think we have the comparison of, uh, you know, Aquarius or a fish boy, fish man. Mitch and I described him as a combination of Aquaman and King Shark. King Shark. But yeah. Um, so the show, the show takes off. You're following these heroes. They're saving the day. The Guardians of the Globe, you know, they each have their own little moment in the in the fight sequence. You can kind of easily tell who's inspired after who. Omni-Man comes to save the day. And it kind of shows that he's the leader of the team. He's kind of like the, the powerful... Well, as the as it goes on, we know that he's not a part of the Globe. So it's so kind of like he he's is. his own. He's his, it, But... Because he's been working with them. It's It seems like he's worked with them for he years. Just, but I feel like he just works with them. Oh, I, yeah, I don't think his relationship I don't think with he's, them is like I don't think he's great. like. I mean, in this photo that we're, that we're looking at, he's depicted in, in Guardians of the Globe, but gives off kind of to me like a. He's not part of the Guardians like, at the end of the episode. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Again, uh, wait, and, spoiler alert. Yes, a hundred percent. Every week we want to tell you guys we do have spoilers here, as we are a theory and yeah, I guess a kind of superhero guessing show, but a superhero guessing show. Um, watch the show if you haven't seen it. We'll get more into it as the episode goes on, but again, spoiler warning. And if you're not going to watch it, but then we get pique your interest after hearing everything that yeah. we're talking about, go ahead and give it a watch, and then we can start theorizing together. 
Um, oh, Zachary. Okay, wait. So, right. So, at the end of the episode... Whoa, it's Spock! I had a feeling. I that's had a feeling, crazy. man. That's crazy. That's a good... That's a good... Oh, it's great. It, they're both calculated. So, right. Yeah, it's like an Iron Man, too. Yeah. Like, so, like an actual Iron Man. Actually. That's crazy. So, at the end of the first episode, um, you we follow Omni-Man. You know, his, he learns that his son, uh, Mark Grayson, gets power. So... How, you know, he's a proud father. Obviously, he wants his son to have the powers like he has. So he tells his son that he's from a different world and he has these powers that make him the most advanced being on the planet. And he's sent there to Basically like a Earth. Superman. Pretty much exactly like a Superman. But we see him trying to train his son and to fly and to get the suit and everything. So the son knew he was going to get powers. It's just a matter of when he was going to get the powers. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the episode, we're like, oh, you know, Omni-Man has his son of powers now. And the Guardians, what are they going to team up? What's going to happen? And then, very last scene of this show, the first episode. First episode. Homelander vibes in this scene for sure. To the max. Because he just goes on a killing spree. He marks, single-handedly, he marks every single one of them. He, at one point, grabs what their fake flash is, the Red Rush. Rush, Red Rush. The Red Rush. He's a Red Russian, too. He literally picks him up by the head and pops him like a pimple. They're Batman? Right. So, what happened is, there's a distress call to the Guardians of the Globe. They all meet in this, like, offshore location. No one's there. They're in, in like, a... uh, like a nuclear power plant, it's kind of seen where like a, it's just abandoned. You or know? was it their their? It could have been a base. I'm not really their sure. Their base, yeah. Um, it looked just pretty empty. That yeah, was the, yeah. The thing. It's kind of just like metal. Yeah, so a metal floor. All the members of the Guardians of the Globe are in a circle. They're like, "Who called us here?" And then comes zooming in, Omni Man takes a swing at one of them, and they're like, "Wait a minute, is he really trying to like fight us right now?" So then they're like, "He must be mind controlled. We're not sure what this is. We have to fight him." And they they uh don't they don't win. They do not win. They do win. not win. For a little bit they were they like beating his ass. Murked. Eventually Omni Man gets pissed and they get destroyed. He it, straight up punches through the one uh girl's face. Uh, yeah. Punches through her face. So he yeah, he he punched straight through what was what the was the green name? uh the green ghost. The green ghost. So their their version of Batman, uh Darkwing. Remember how in in, in Ragnarok Hulk took Thor and, like, swung him back and forth like he did to Loki. Yeah. Yeah. He did that to Darkwing, but um, you saw actually what would happen to somebody if that happened. This yeah. This man's upper body and head <laughs> blew up. It, he it, crushed. Ridiculous. And then he tossed him like a ragdoll. Like and, a ragdoll. And if you saw, it was like... In, uh, he was all broken. He was in the arms of one of them, and it was just like it was like he was like all just jelly at that wrecked. point. Wrecked. He was wrecked. So the show is very gory. It's a very animated. It, it just it's just like take the boys. Do they and curse? Make it do they curse oh, in it? Yes, they do. I don't remember them cursing. I'm pretty sure they curse. Because I know it's an adult show, but I didn't know if they cursed or not. I think in that last scene they cursed. Oh, okay. In that fight scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the brief plot. In episode two, what happens is Invincible, you know, he has his name now. He gets his suit from his dad's manufacturer. And again, Omni-Man is very good, very good at playing this, like, secret, I I guess I can only describe it as a Homelander role because everyone else thinks Homelander is this great guy. But obviously now, if you've seen the show, you know the fans of The Seven are a little uh, little tested because they know Homelander kind of just does what he wants sometimes. Omni-Man is very good at hiding it because 
the FBI or whatever agency that's in the show, I can actually give you that name in a second, um, with the casting of, remember that guy in the, the commercials? The fake shield? Remember the, yeah, they're kind of like the fake shield. Remember the guy in the commercials, he's like, um, I am, he's like, I'm a, is it, is that the same guy? That's, he's like, that's, he's the insurance guy? No, right? Uh, no, guy? he is not the insurance, I don't believe he's the insurance so guy. Cecil Stedman is the guy we're talking about, he's played by Walton uh, Goggins, um, he's a, yeah, so he's a U.S. government uh, agent, and he's like, kind of like this, uh, I guess a shield, there's really no way to say it, like a shield uh, figure, he's like the leader of it. He's um, like, it's like a fake shield, it's their version of shield, but way cooler, because their soldiers turn invisible. Definitely, yeah, you, they you are cannot tell so they're there. dope. So that's really cool. But yeah, um... So in episode two, we kind of see this uh, story play out a little bit. After the first fight scene where Omni-Man completely murders the rest of the Guardians, he's in the hospital himself, and no one's really sure what happened to the Guardians or Omni-Man. They think it's an outside source, kind of came and messed them up. Omni-Man was in a, he was like a coma for a couple of days, right? Yeah, uh, what may have been a coma. May have been a couple, yeah, may have been. So we have our own question. We'll get there, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. Um... So, no one knows fully what happened to the Guardians. This one guy, Cecil, the, again, he's like the Nick Fury. I would put him in that role. 100% Nick Fury. He is. His, his That's little, exactly what I yeah. was thinking when I saw him, was he is the Nick Fury role. He speculates. He kind of has, he's got a messed up face, where Nick Fury has a missing eye, like a, a banged up eye and an eye patch. Like, there's a lot of, like, they're drawing similarities to other, other superheroes, for sure, and other, like, comic book characters. Oh, sure. I mean, how can you not love it though? Like it's, that, it's, it's cool to see. It's good to see. It's, it's cool. cool to see. It's refreshing see. for sure. Yeah. Just it's kind of just like the boys though. Like oh yeah. It, it it's a little different in the aspect of I think that superheroes are not bad, but we'll get like you said we'll get more into that of my uh, of when we start to talk about theories about the show. Yeah. So um, to catch you guys up to work, we're caught up at. The whole fight scene happened, right? He's He now comes out of it. Um, his son suspects nothing. No one suspects anything except for, I guess, the leader of their their shield. He's like, you know, everyone thinks they're slick if they can, like, try and pull... Like, if it, what is it? Everyone thinks they're clever until... They're not? They're not. Yeah. Something like that. They so, always... He said something along that line. Yeah. Where it was like, they always think they could out, outsmart uh, us, but they never do. They never do, yeah. So, that's like a play on, like, you know... He's kind of on to Omni-Man, and then this demon character who is very resemblance, in my opinion, to Hellboy, See, Constantine, and the question. And that's the thing where I don't, I don't, I don't think they're on to Omni-Man at all. Well, I think that one guy might be, because he told him, he's besides, like, he goes, besides Hellboy, Constantine, Nightcrawler, yeah, he might be, I don't even know what the dude's name is, I don't think we got a name besides the fact that he's a demon from hell. You know who the question is in DC? The question in DC? This guy. The oh my is... god, he's basically this everything. Like he's that mashup, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a detective. He's the he, only he... one that's saying that someone. It, they were the only people there. Someone from that group had to have done it. They're not drawing lines of he's the only one still alive. So they're saying you know, there's no one else in that room when the guardians fought. So yeah, maybe look into the only one that lived. That, that lived. Yes, a hundred percent agree. And Omni Man's story of it when asked was. I was met. I met them there. We got a distress call. The lights went out, and we got attacked. And he's like, "Yeah, someone, someone must have been pretty strong to take you down, huh?" And he goes, "Uh, yeah, yeah, guess yeah." So. so suspicion's a little 
little obvious to that guy. And also, we see suspicion in Omni-Man's wife, the mother of um, Mark, Debbie Grayson. So she's like, there was a scene when Omni-Man was leaving the hospital, and he goes to the receptionist, he goes, you have my suit, that's classified, give me my suit back. Yes. Go get it now. Very demanding. Very, very demanding. Yes. And his wife is standing there like, that's not a... Yeah, had a different... Had a different approach to different it. Different approach to it at all. Yeah. So then, we see in the rest of this episode that Invincible is without his dad. You know, he's he's hurt. He's just in the hospital. The Guardians are dead. So there's no, like, big hero besides, like, these smaller groups. Again, bringing back to our other vision that we had, we talked about before, of having this superhero effect among shows now. How the yeah. boys... Again, another Amazon example. The boys have the seven... There's other like superheroes. And then there's groups. other group classes under them. Right. Yeah. Kind of how the uh, Eve is her name. She she's a part of another group of another superhero group that kind of said, "Oh, we're like we're the fourth favorite." And so so there's more groups out there and they're all doing different types of things being I think that the the Guardians of the Globe were like Guardians the of the Globe League. and Omni-Man were like the Justice League and Superman if Superman never team team led the Teen team. They're they're yes. so they're they're the Teen Titans basically. They're basically the Teen Titans, right? Teen well, Titans with that. they're basically the Teen Titans with a, a literal Iron Man named Robot. Um, whatever that dude is that throws bombs. So, yeah. What's his explosive well, wrecks so or something like I think, that? I think the Teen Team is going to be the main focus of the show. With, also with Invincible, I think that's going to be his team. Yes. So in the Teen Team, you have Invincible, who is the like Superboy s character. You have Adam Eve. Who is um hundred percent like, like Star- Scarlet Witch with Starfire? Starfire, I would agree, but also can... kind of Scarlet Witch esque. So um, Adam Eve, if you guys have ever seen the show, Adam Eve has the power to change atoms at the molecular level, and she can design and create objects. So kind of like a Doctor Strange meets Scarlet Witch meets, meets Starfire. Starfire, right? Yeah. Um, and she probably is gonna. I feel like she's gonna be the love interest of Mark, of Invincible. Yeah, there's gonna. I think it's gonna be funny because I think there's gonna be a couple of things that play into that, because of the girl from school and then yeah. her and. Then you have my um... honestly my favorite cast <laughs> my favorite casting for this guy because I love him in everything he does, Jay Belzerian himself playing Rex Splode, a hundred percent. I love this oh, guy great. in anything he does. Um. So I know him from he played Rafi in the league. Yeah. Same kind of character as, as Jay. Same kind of character here. I love it. So Rex, yeah. So Rex Splode is the he's the member of the team. Kind of uh, just throws team. like throws like bombs. Yeah, he has the power to turn anything he touches into an explosive that he can detonate on his command. That's sick. So it's kind of like uh, if I had to describe that, his his resemblance, you put him like a. Uh... Honestly, this might be the one character that doesn't have too much resemblance. I would say like a uh, what's his name um, from Daredevil, Bullseye. He can, like, uh, he can throw anything he wants, and yeah, and, you know, I could see that. And then, who can explode things like that on command? Ah, uh, no super superhero I've seen. I don't even know. Remember that? Remember that one character in uh, X Men First Class? He died. Um, he was a kid that like he was Had able a, to manipulate the rings of like energy, and he just threw them and explode. Yeah, yeah, I know you're stuff. About. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Uh, Havoc. Havoc. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Havoc. Cause, kind of like that, but not as cool. Yes, a hundred percent. So yeah. Then, you got Robot, only, his name is Robot, he's a robot, and his, he's played by Zachary Quinto, a.k.a. Spock, 
in the newer movies. Oh. Dude, I had a feeling it was going to be him, too. Like, just the way... Yeah, he plays he plays good roles like that. Yeah, he does. So he's the leader of the team team. He is the tech guy, and he's, like, the strategist of, you know, the, the team. And when they fight, he's like, oh, uh, enemy turning on your left 50 degrees. And yeah. he, like, he, he, like, calls out a lot of stuff. Um, and... We haven't gotten to and you have too the, uh, much more. What's the, what's the other girl's name? Duplicate? Uh, yes. So she, I, I don't know if her name's Duplicate, but that's her power. I think, I, I think that's her name. Is she just duplicates. Just, yeah, she just duplicates herself. Kind of like, um, remember in Sky High, that one girl on the cheerleading team that can duplicate herself into like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of mm-hmm. like that. We haven't even met him yet. We'll, I don't even know if we're going to get there. Um, but we, so we did meet Art Rosenbaum, who is played the, by Mark oh, Hamill, the he's suit the, guy, the yeah, suit design. He's he's the he's the Edna Mode, yeah, of this universe, and he makes uh Invincible suit. He makes Omni Man suit. Again, it's a very well written show. Obviously, it's written by Robert Kirkman and friends. Yes, it's very it's very good. But it's very good. It's um, a must watch. We must recommend. Watch. But let's jump into some of our theories with this show after catching you guys up, you know, explaining some of the characters. If you haven't seen it and you're just paying attention for the for to hear about it, maybe it's going to pique your interest. So some of our theories that we're working on after watching two episodes. Trust me, we will get through this show and binge it because it's that type of show. Oh, it's great, man. But, so let's start off here. So we're thinking that our theory number one, Rich, does Omni-Man want to be the main defender or does do you think he wants to conquer Earth? Because in episode two, after they pushed back the alien invasion that they tried for the third time, Omni Man kind of brought them in, and he he left us with that 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 line of Earth is not yours to conquer. Now is that just a cool superhero thing to say? Hey, listen, I'm the defender of Earth, and you're not taking Earth. Or is that to say Earth is mine to conquer? So I guess in the context of saying that, so the main villain of this second episode is these alien race that comes in and they try and like I guess obviously take over but the thing is they are affected by the way our time runs so our time is I guess faster in in their eyes so where they come from no our time is slower slower in their eyes so they adapt to our time by aging quickly once they're like I guess once they step into our into our in our atmosphere they just continue aging quickly yes so three seconds or three days to us is like decades for them is what Mm -hmm. the comparison was made so we see omni-man go through the portal so again the the teen team is fighting these these aliens they're they're kind of losing because again this is their third attempt at coming to the world and this is like decades on for them so they keep adapting technology and once omni-man comes in to like save the day for his son and his friends he goes through the portal Bites them, and you go, yeah, exactly like you said. The line, the earth is not yours to conquer. Now, we know that Omni-Man was, he told his son, I come from the planet Viltrum, and my people are, we can, we're, we're the same thing as humans, but we can fly, and we have super strength. They're, they're basically Kryptonians. <laughs> and we go to different, so what happens is they train on the planet, and they go to other worlds that are less developed to be their sole protectors, protectors. defenders. But... We're kind of seeing some Homelander vibes Or again. are they conquerors? So that's the thing. He could be saying, telling everyone that, that we're defenders, and the reason he killed the, uh, the, 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 the Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Globe, Globe was exactly. to get rid of them because they could have been the closest thing and to not, him. Not even just that, because now what if maybe he's going to take out all... We don't know because we're only two episodes in, but possibly if we keep seeing him kill super like superheroes... 
Then well, he killed the whole planet. So he went into the portal where the aliens came from. Again, dropped that line, Earth is not yours to conquer. Meaning, does that imply, right, is he the one that's supposed to do it? And they just, he's not even allowing him to, to do it? But the thing is, he goes in that world, in, into their own world, destroys that whole planet. And it's like, it's like years of him just... In their time, it's like years of him just destroying buildings, destroying, killing people. Like, he literally takes their, what what I saw was their king or their leader. He kept running him into things until there was only a little bit piece of his face left. And then he just tossed it. Yeah. Like, that was incredible. It was was, was was insane, dude. So we see that the the sheer force that Omni-Man can deliver. And unlike Superman, this guy has no moral compass. And a mustache. And he has a sick mustache. And he has a sick mustache. Some salt and pepper in the hair. Yeah, that, and he had that when he came to Earth. Crazy. Crazy. So, obviously, he's the most powerful being. He tells people he's the def- he's the protector, but wh- why did he kill the Guardians? Is it because he wants to conquer Earth and they're standing in his way? Or, Mitch, let me hit you with this. Is he actually a defender of the Earth, but he wants only him and his son newly powered son to be the main defenders there's no room for anyone else because they are the most powerful beings so i could see that i could definitely see that the and only thing i'm thinking about the, is there's the, two the leaders, there's you know? two ways that, that yeah and after like after talking about that i think he's definitely trying to groom his son to side with him in some type of aspect so he's trying to groom his son that's why he's he's like all right let's go do a uh, flight training and he's like i'm gonna train you every single day we're gonna do some training and he's like we're constantly, he wakes up from his coma and she, he's like, oh, your mother said you're protecting the world for me. He's like, tell me everything. And he was like, he's like building that bond with his son so that at the end of the day, because think about it, the only person that could probably like actually fight him is his son. Exactly. Is someone with the same abilities as him. So, so you might be right. Maybe he wants him and his son to be the the soul protectors of the like the conquerors or soul per soul protectors or or you know i don't know because there's two different ways to go about that is he is he killing them because he's like sooner or later these people are going to turn or is he saying i'm killing them because he's got to like he's like a serial killer he's like a homelander yeah and and then the so here's two things i want to toss at you one of them being remember when uh deborah deborah is her name the, the mother yes right? it's not martha not martha can't be in the justice league um, once Deborah tells the father, Nolan, hey, your son, like, got his powers today, he's like, oh. She had to give him that kick under the table. And she kicked him under the yeah. table to, like, say, oh, like, be I'll happy train for you your tomorrow, son. Yeah, be so happy for your if? son. Because then he reveals later, she's like, well, why did you, like, what, what was wrong? And he goes, you know, I just didn't think he was going to get powers. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm there, it's, it's still taking a minute for me to adjust to it. Is it, is that because? Is it because he's worried? He's like, oh, shit. Now, I thought I was like surefire, the only one to be a uh, like, a Viltrumite, yeah. right? There, he no... even had the he even had the words when remember he beat up like he was training with his son and he kind of like beat him up a little bit and he came home and he was like she was like maybe you're a little too hard on your son and he was like I was hard at it, like I was as hard as I thought I should have been and he was like maybe it would have been good if he didn't get powers at all. Yeah. Because I, because what if to a point he didn't want his son to get powers because because he didn't want to have that op, that force that could that could that beat like, him that like that that's an equal to him, him. yeah yeah well here's the thing though is he an equal or is he like a Superman and Lois Jordan aspect where it's no. like he's not fully no he's an I from, think he is Viltrum. well we haven't 
he has, does uh, Omni-Man have uh, heat vision? I don't think Did so. Did we see that? We didn't see that. He's just like... He's just super strong and can fly? Yeah. Okay, but then yeah, he's he is a one-to-one. His son is a one-to-one to him. Because his son is super strong and can fly. But he's, he's not a full-blood Viltrumite though. But maybe, I mean, we don't know. Because maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, it may not matter. It may not matter. But I, I agree with you because here's the thing. like, When we start talking about Superman and Lois, a synthetic Kryptonian beats a real Kryptonian? No. Exactly. That's what I'm I'm saying too. But clearly that's not what happened. This That's not what it's it not, leads I don't say it's clear. Eh, but it's not it, clear it, that it one trumps him. It was a so challenge. So I'm saying sure. it's, still a, it's still his son is probably clo- at least close to being his equal doesn't have all the years of experience and training no. and and actually training on his home planet but definitely the up there he's the only think. other person so, i mean we watch him take out a whole the whole guardians of the globe by himself if he fought his son would it look would it really look like that i think if his son was able to like unlock his full ability i think the dad would be like okay so that's what it's like <laughs> yeah and both episodes ended. So the reason these theories are coming to us like this is because both episodes ended with a uh, a darker aspect to them where it's... The first episode was when Omni-Man murders, violently murders all the Guardians. And then the second episode, he completely destroys the planet of these aliens that came to invade Earth. Granted... They were trying to invade Earth. Don't really feel as bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt he even cares. It's not theirs to conquer. It's not. To, <laughs> hey, listen, it's not. But we can... The, the sheer strength this man displayed. He... he The scene... He goes into this planet. Right. He takes their leader. Puts him through everything he gets his hands on. And then we see Omni-Man basically go like... Quicker than the speed of light. Breaking like the sound barrier. The no, anything. And he... Just, he Zigzagging. He, he zigzags through the cities. He goes so fast, he's on fire. He goes so fast. Like a meteorite goes on fire because it's going so fast. Yeah. He was doing that to cities mm-hmm. everywhere. So both episodes ended with him having this, I guess, negative outlook that he's like a, oh my God, uh, he, 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 he could do anything he wants character yeah. level. Kind of like Homelander. You know, like, or like a Superman turns bad, like in... Exactly. That's what originally what I thought. I had thought maybe it was like a injustice, like type Superman, like, like Superman a, Lois, Lex a crazy, su- yes, like saying something like that. But I don't know right now. So I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave you on one more theory that I, I haven't told you. Yeah, about. I don't know this one. And you kind of already touched on it originally when we started watching the show. And the theory is, what if he is not bad? What if he's good and he got brainwashed or he got something happened to where in his story to, to, uh, uh, what's um, the guy's what, name? Uh, Cedric, uh, oh, the, uh, the, the, the Nick Fury. Yeah. Cecil, Cecil Stedman. Cecil Stedman. The thing that he said to Cecil was true. He said, I don't, I, we all got a distress signal. We all met up there and then everything went black. What if he is being controlled by someone? What if he actually went there with good intentions? With good intentions. He went there with good intentions and things went black and he doesn't remember anything. All he remembers is waking up in the hospital. So what if he's still good? What if he's still good? I mean, I feel like he always had an edge to him regardless just because he he just displayed a lot of power in general. Mm -hmm. But 
and there was there was literally like no indicators in that first episode that he was a shroud of a bad guy. Yeah. Until that. And last the only day. reason he crushed so the other he actually went only there reason he that. crushed the other planet was because he literally was to there to tell him, listen, you stay away from Earth because Earth is what I'm protecting. And they came three times. And they beat they they started beating the shit out of their son. They no so think about it. If you so, were a father and your kid just got beat up, would you not be pissed? I'm destroying the whole planet. But the thing exactly. is, exactly. We also talked about this before. Do you think when so after the battle with the Guardians, Omni Man was in a coma? We don't know for how long. They don't really touch on the time frame. I but, know but where long, you're going with but this. But long enough for these aliens to come to Earth two times mm-hmm. and for Invincible to lose, I guess win twice and. Ultimately, looking like he's gonna lose the third time, then Omni Man steps in. But here's the thing, Omni Omni Man, his father, casually wakes up as Invincible beats yes. them the second time. Like like as it, soon as that battle's over, Invincible gets a call. He's like, "Your dad's like awake." He goes like, "Oh my god!" And he yeah, goes to the hospital. and he goes right to the hospital. The instant, the instant he beats them, and he because the and, first time he didn't really beat them, the the Teen Titans, the Teen Force, or Teen Team, Teen Teams. Uh, whatever the hell they want to be called, they came in and they helped him out. Um, and that's like the first time he didn't do it himself. Yes, I could also see because we did talk about this. Is what if his dad was just trying to test and see if he was? What if he was like he was he was eligible to be a protector of a world, um, or if he's just as strong as his father thought. What if he's te- yeah? It's a test. What and, if all and of it's a test. I could and definitely knew, see that. He knew they were coming to Earth. And that's and why he wasn't there to stop him. He's like, he's like, I know my son could beat them, so yeah. I'm going to show back at the hospital make him think I'm like... All for... the time, trying to figure out if he's... Right, because like you said before... Coming. He yeah. wants to test him to see if he's not... If the father isn't there... Because did you catch... Did you catch when he said... Uh, remember the, the older woman that he brought to that hospital? That she ended up dying? Game. He said that, but he never even told her about... He never heard... Uh, I guess they played it as he was in a coma, so people that are in comas could still... I believe they could still hear, so they could. They're still functioning. Like you could still hear what's going on around you. So maybe he did hear it, but what if what if that was just like an indicator that like he's awake? Like he, he was awake, but here you are technically awake in a coma. Coincidentally, the second fight, I guess the second battle with the team team and the aliens after that, he had won, he the, woke right up. And the second fight is when we is when Invincible was like. He had his, like, coming to hear a moment where, like, his team was down for the count. He was the only one there. He's like, no, get off them. Yeah, he, he had his Mr. Omnia moment. And he breaks through, like, everyone's Mr. grips. Omni, and he, he just destroys everyone. Coincidentally, that was the same time his dad, Omni-Man, wakes up. Yeah. After his, after seeing his sons, like, come to hear a moment. You see what I'm trying to say? It's yeah, little, I don't disagree it's with you. It's, it's definitely sus. And I can't wait to keep binging and keep looking at more. Like, either um, way, I'm happy with if, he's a, if Omni-Man is inevitably... A bad guy or a good guy. Yeah. I think either way, the writing is cool. And the thing is, too, you and I haven't read those comics. Exactly. And I like that because this is a show that we don't know exactly what's going to happen. It was kind of like under Umbrella Academy. Yeah. We we just walked right into the and show the, and, and we the, didn't really yeah. know much. And the thing is, like, you know, we know, I feel like we know a decent amount of the comics and the backstories about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But... I get, you know, we could go and read these comics, but I feel like I, for this one, I want to let the show this, surprise yeah, me. Yeah, I think after this first season, maybe then I'll dip into the comics but and, I wanna, and I wanna see wanna what it's surprised. like. But I do, yeah, I agree with you. I like this. I like being surprised. Yeah, it's cool. But definitely, like we said, uh, if you're listening, must watch. Give it a shot. It's on Amazon. Uh, especially if you really like The Boys, because it's an animated The Boys, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's Not a little quite, different. But, but 
it's like the boys in in the gore and the um, in the violence the, way. the violence way, which is which is a really refreshing change for yeah. superheroes. Yeah. Uh, because then we got the CW that doesn't want to hurt a supervillain's uh feelings. So, but moving on to our next topic here, uh, let's talk about some of the trailers uh, that we've seen this week. So this week, the I guess the most hype you and I have been looking at are two things. One of them being. James Gunn's The Suicide, the Suicide Squad. Squad. So with The Suicide Squad, there's a lot of... Uh, and I'm excited for that movie. Cool I'm excited for it. it, and I'm not excited for it. Biggest reason why I'm excited for it is because it was done by James Gunn. And he is he, he is very good at what he Guardians does. Guardians of the Galaxy are amazing. Guardians of the Galaxy were amazing. And I love the, the, the vibe Guardians of the Galaxies give off. The and after watching... after Exactly. I literally... Uh, Watching this uh, trailer, hearing just the the trailer music, I was like, "This soundtrack is going to be fire," because he he puts such a great soundtrack for them. For every superhero movie he's done that I've watched, it's they're amazing soundtracks. So in this Wait, movie, real quick, what's your what's your favorite uh, Guardian soundtrack? One or two? I really like one, but I would have. Uh, that's hard because I'm just thinking of the intro mute, the intro when we first see Peter Quill and he's got the he's he's got his headphones on jamming out and I really like that as well as uh Brandy the the, the right in the beginning I'm one one I have to change <laughs> my my answer there one I was going to go two but one 100% because I love the scene where they're driving around and it's Brandy you're a fine girl I loved that it was it was two. such that was a two. Was it two or one? It was when Ego was driving with he, Peter's Yes, mother. you're right. Then it was two. Then 100% I'm going to stick with the gun. It was But then two. at the end of one, Ain't No Mountain. I know. Home. That was really good. <laughs> but two is going to be my... I love that song. Brandy is one of my top songs. I feel like uh, Come Get Your Love by Redbone in the first movie when he's singing with the... With the... with the, He's got his headset yeah, on and he's got his gun. Scene. Yeah, I like that scene too. That's, that's why I was yeah. up in the air, but... But yeah, I think so. Too. James Gunn's Suicide Squad. We know the characters are in it from last time. Rick Flagg's this in is it. Harley's in it. Apparently, in it. this is supposed to be a sequel. A sequel-ish. Because I, I you can't really do yeah. a sequel without Will Smith's Deadshot. Or... I guess they're going to write him up. Well, here's the thing. Didn't he make the deal at the end of the first one, actually? That if he helps them, he yes, has to go? they did. Something like that. But what about the Enchantress? Where she's are gone, we going to see I her? Think I think she's toast, right? They didn't kill her. Maybe I don't think she died. No, she did not. She didn't die at the end of the first at the of the first. Because in the last scene, what happened was she had that like weird mystical dance scene with her like resurrected brother that took over someone else's. You know what this means? We just have to watch the first one, and it's gonna. Yeah, I know it wasn't the best movie, but I didn't mind it though. It wasn't terrible. Um, I would prefer if my Joker's didn't uh, growl. Yeah, but you know. did one but this the, one's going to be yeah, cool, though, yeah. because also with the Harley Quinn movie, it's probably going to tie a little bit of that with... The, the Joker might not be mentioned at all, and it might be like a, a single Harley Quinn. It'd be cool. Which would be cool. And I love Margot Robbie. <laughs> one of my favorite actress. One of <laughs> my favorite actress. So the... What is hinted at the leader of this new Suicide Squad is Bloodsport, or Idris Elba. Now, he is a badass. He reminds me of a... Like a Deadshot meets um, Deathstroke meets like 
Uh, yeah, no, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue. I've never really so heard of yeah, Bloodsport. So this is my first time, so at he least. Was created in 87, um, and he uses a gun to fight to take Superman. take on Superman. Yeah. So, All right, he's got to be a badass. Um, he basically, he had a mental breakdown after he found out that his brother took his place in the draft for Vietnam, and then Bloodsport was manipulated by Lex Luthor. And I feel like we've Superman. seen. Okay, we've definitely. I, I think we've definitely seen plays of him, but not blood as Bloodsport. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. I mean, it's just kind of like they're kind of just filling in for Deadshot, though. Like, yeah, literally, they're just trying to make a new Deadshot. And if they just recasted uh, Deadshot as Itris Elba, I wouldn't have been mad. No, I think I would. I been love mad. Itris Elba. That's why I love. Yeah, I love the fact that he's just a new character. Yeah, you know, because I feel like give credit where credits due. Idris Elba is a great actor, so you don't want to just recast it's Will like Smith. It's like Drake meme. Idris Elba, yeah. Will Smith, nah. I'll do. I'll, I'll do both. Yeah. I like Will Smith. Don't get me wrong, but right now in today's day, Idris Elba is, in my opinion, a better actor than Will Smith. Will Smith has kind of run the mill. He's kind of Gemini Man. We didn't even wa- mis- we didn't yeah. even watch it because it was just mis- another Will Smith movie, and. I don't know. I think Will Smith does better in those, like, in a comedy role than a serious role. Um, I can't think of many movies off the top of my head that he was great in a, a serious role. I thought uh, maybe Elba, I Am Legend. Remember, in um, I Am Legend was great. Remember, um, Idris Elba played Captain. Um, was it Bartholomew? From what movie? Star Trek. Oh yeah. Bartholomew yeah. Jefferson or something in the like second, that? In the second Star Trek movie. Yeah. And it was great. Because he's, he's he's a great, like, action role. He's a great, like, yeah. He's just a great, he's, he's good in action films. Um, if I you've seen, see... so, if you watch Solar Opposites, we would have, could have had a cool joke for this. Because they actually put Itris Elba in one of their, in one of the episodes, because he's got big dick energy. Is what Idris they Elba? Yeah, he's like the leader of the Big Dick Energy Club, which is like kind of like the Illuminati. I wish you watched it, but you don't. If anyone out there, shout out to Solar Opposites if you're watching it. I tried watching <laughs> it, but the thing is, like, you tried to make it Rick and Morty. I know. I I, did, I didn't mean to. But anyway, back to I our really uh, mean to. back to our Idris Elba. Balthazar Edison from it is, Star Idris Trek, Elba's yeah. character from mm-hmm. Star Trek, and he was he was good in that serious role too. He was really good. Right, so we have Bloodsport, we have Savant, who is Michael Roker, great casting, love Michael Roker, especially as um, Yondu, as Yondu, Yondu yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. James Gunn just likes using the characters, so Savant, uh, he's a certifiable genius, and he's great at hand-to-hand combat and technology, um, but he has a short-term memory loss, and he's he might be like a comic relief from time all to right, time. Alright, for you and everyone out there, alright, how many... Of the Suicide Squad members make it to the ending of the movie. I'll say Idris Elba makes it. Harley makes it. Rick Flagg makes it. Captain Boomerang might make it. All right, so let's say the Suicide Squad. And John Cena will make it. Well, John Cena right now, he's not really... He has his own show. But he's also not, he's, I think he's like a good guy because. The peacemaker. He's, he's, he's supposed to be like a good guy with, with Rick Flagg. He's like a douchey, he's like a douchey Captain America. Yes, 100%. That's kind of how it is. And that's how, just how John Cena is. Yeah, it's so true. Because I, in the trailer, the, the one scene was like, they're like, oh, 
he was like, if this island was full of dildos and someone said, go suck them off for justice, I'd go do it. What was it? Yeah. He's like, if this, what was it? If this whole beach is covered with dicks and yes. the only way to defeat the, the bad guy is to eat all the dicks, yes. sign me up. And sign he, me and up. And then his other was, what? He goes like, yeah. you know, someone goes anything like, for justice. They, they go, why would it take, why would they fill the beach <laughs> with penises? And he goes, it's like, who knows what bad guys do? <laughs> yeah. <here>. So I'm kind of excited. After that scene, I'm kind of excited to see what John Cena is going to do. Um, as the peacemaker, right? And he has his own show, and it could be great because John Cena, he needs his own like outlet. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think maybe four people from the Suicide Squad are going to make it out of it. King Shark, who is a shark. King Shark is a shark. Harley Quinn, 100% will make out of it. I hope uh, King Shark Elbow it. will make it out of it. And I don't think... I don't think Polka Dot Man's making it out. Who else is... Let me, let's me let see who else is on the cast. Because I think maybe only three or four characters will end up making it out of it. Captain Boomerang might also make it out of it. I don't know why they don't kill him off, but they don't kill him off. So, I didn't know this. Polka Dot Man is known... He made a suit that has polka dots on it. Mm-hmm. And he takes them off and they become anything useful in the situation that he's in. Whether if it's a buzzsaw, a flare gun, a, a projectile that he can throw, or like a getaway vehicle. Wow, what? that's kind of crazy. He's okay. a he's a Batman villain. He's kind of like a uh, go-go gadget, whatever we need right now. Go-go gadget dot. Go-go gadget dot. The ratchet, the what? The this, dude's dead. this dude's going to be dead in the first 10 seconds. This is that like... This is that like rat thing we saw, right? James Gunn is gonna have no no holding back. He's well, gonna kill said? everyone. The tagline for the movie is like, uh, it's like don't get attached or something like that. Yeah, he's going to end up killing so many people. I give it, I give it the first ten seconds within a battle scene, and three people will be dead, and it's gonna be in funny ways. Oh man, I hope this is a good movie. I'm excited. I think we should watch the first one before it comes out. Uh, just, just to break it down again. Break it down again. Get it. Get excited for it. Maybe afterwards do a little comparison of what we liked and what we didn't. Uh, but that'll definitely be coming at, coming out, and we're excited about that. Um, so another movie that I would like to talk about that's coming out. Oh, we also want to mention King Shark is being played, being voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Oh my God! Amazing. And. And. That's so funny. Yeah, so guys, watch the trailer. It just came out. One scene, me and Mitch love. It's a, it's Amanda Waller goes, okay, does anyone have questions? King Shark raises his hand, points at his hand, and goes, hand. And Amanda and Waller go, goes, yes, that is your hand. And then, which <laughs> renders a response from Idris Elba, we're all gonna <laughs> I just love King Shark now because of the Dark Justice League. So funny. King Shark is a shark. Because he's on the serving with you. Oh, that's so you great. You talk? That's so great. But... As we were talking about, let's move on to our next trailer that we so, saw this week. Pretty excited about this one. Something new to kind of both of us. Yeah, I was never the really one to be uh, the biggest fan of this. And I know you're, again, new to it as well. We're very excited. We're going to go watch the 1997 movie. At some point this week, we'll get back to you with our thoughts on that. But Mortal Kombat. And the trailer looks crazy they had to dial back the gore because it was so gory they pushed the limits of rated r how can you and it's gonna be crazy and i think that's so that's such a justified thing to do for mortal Kombat. like mortal Kombat. yeah it's coming out soon april 16th and it's gonna be so crazy bro like like we like i've said you know we're very new to this the biggest memories that i have of this game was playing with playing the video games with my brother. My brother was pretty big into Mortal Kombat. I watched the mo- the Mortal Kombat movie with my brother. 
1997 one. And I'm really excited for this movie. It's going to be cool. Uh, it's going to be a different take because they haven't really... I think they also had a show. Can you... Can we get a quick a Google Mortal search? Mortal Kombat I, show? I, there might have been a Mortal Kombat show, actually, too. Because I don't remember too much more than the movie, but... Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. So Mortal there Kombat actually Legacy was a show. American web series anthology adapted from the fictional universe of the Mortal Kombat video game franchise. Oh, it, it was on Machinima. Machinima. That's cool. Wow, that's really cool. I don't remember. I don't really remember. So, like, there's not too much about, like, with Mortal Kombat. And I think this is a great, like, movie. I mean, there's some things to about have come it, out. Sure, but, like, this movie's probably the best thing for it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Especially with, like, 2021 CGI and effects. Yeah. Like, you can't really go wrong. Like, it's going to be so cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to definitely learn about it. When I, so again, I never played the games religiously, but obviously I know the handful of characters. Mortal Kombat and Tekken were my first two fighting games I've ever played. Ah. And I loved, I loved Tekken and I love Mortal Kombat. I don't know, like you said, I don't know much. Baraka, this dude with like knives, he's like a crazy, like, I don't know, I think he's maybe like a demon. He's like another, like, like from Jax. another world. Jax yeah, Jax was really cool. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Liu Kang, uh, Raiden. Raiden's the god of the lightning god. Right? Yeah. Obviously, you have Sub Zero and Scorpion. When I was a kid for Halloween one year, I wanted to be Scorpion, and it was so hard trying to find like the Scorpion things to get. But you know, yeah, because they're those are probably it. the two like most Biggest notable characters, characters. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you seen the episode of Bat in the Sun? It was the White Power Ranger versus Scorpion. I have not. You want to know who wins? Scorpion. The white Power Ranger baby. Really? Scorpion, he, he like pops in and out. You know what I mean? He transports. Uh-huh. So, the white Power Ranger, who was played by Jason David Frank, great continuity in the, in the, in the episode. They're fighting, they're fighting, and he's, so, he's a smart fighter. He's smarter. He, he, the white Ranger, Tommy Oliver, is a smarter fighter than Sub-Zero is. He's able to calculate where he's going to transport next. Scorpion. Yeah, he's going to be able to calculate where he goes to next, and then the scene... He's fighting, he's fighting, he thinks about it, fights here, because he gets his movement down and stabs him in the head as he transports in. And you're like, damn, Power Ranger. All right, that's... Like, uh, damn, Tiger. I guess I would have been rooting for Scorpion there, but definitely I want, I can't, I'm excited are to you dive more, into this. Are you more Sub-Zero or Scorpion? Uh, like, for me, it varies in I'm the I'm probably honestly. more Sub-Zero guy. Uh, uh, my brother was, I believe my brother was a Scorpion guy. So, you know, obviously I picked the, picked whatever was the other one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm definitely excited. Uh, bring back some childhood memories of getting beat up in, in my living room while we're watching it because my brother wanted to play Mortal Kombat. Wanna, so it was just an excuse to kick the shit out of me. You want to get um, the new uh, Mortal Kombat game split and we'll just play oh, it? I would play it. 100%. I would really play it and learn. That looks sick. There's a there's a Mortal Kombat DC game to, as well. Yeah, so Scorpion and I think Sub-Zero are both in the Injustice 2 game. I think there's also another one, though, too. Like, yeah, it's like their own game. Yeah, Mortal Kombat X is called. And the Joker's in it. Terminator's oh, in okay, it. it's their own game. You're, we're not saying it's Injustice. Because they're, they're in Injustice as well. Yeah, so Mortal Kombat X. Is Mortal Kombat a Warner Brothers thing? Uh, you know what? Honestly? Because that would make sense. Mortal why, Kombat why we're in. is written by... Directed by... No. No, I think it's, it's just Japanese. a... It's his own thing? Yeah. Is it not? I don't know. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Just do a regular Mortal Kombat. Because, oh, I love that logo too. That dragon oh, logo. It's, it's iconic. It's so cool. 
American Media Franchise, Midway Games, 1992. No, it's not a, it's not a Warner Brothers. Was title. this based off a, like everything was based off a game? Oh, yeah. The first thing was a video yeah. game? That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy to think of how, like. Finish him. Yeah. Get over here. It's Mortal Kombat. I love, I lo- I'm excited for that, and I can't wait. I'll so, get that game. Once we watch that, maybe play a little bit of Mortal Kombat in the process as well, and then come right back with the after watching the 1997 and the 2021 one. You know, go at it good and see, we'll see have, what yeah. it likes. Have some good opinions. Get really into it. So the next thing that comes out after Mortal Kombat, Black Widow. Oh, Starly about Jordan. time. Well, here's the thing. Do you think it's about time? Because, well, here's, I want to toss this at you because I know we talked about this before. Because it doesn't seem that Marvel is too... Uh, too... Exactly. I've been saying that... There's no sense of urgency when it comes to making this movie or uh-huh. putting it out. Because it was going to come out. It gets delayed from the pandemic, which sucks, obviously. But the thing is, they were never, like, super... Uh, we have to get this out. We have to put it out. Like, WandaVision, Winter Soldier, uh, they're like, we have to get it out because it has, you know, plot importance to the next movies. Yeah. So now, Agreed. do you think this movie has any future impacts to the storyline because we know that obviously black widow is dead in the current universe mm-hmm. so this story serves as a uh as a flashback it's like an, it's like an origin story like with, an origin story after she's dead it flashback 100 yeah. percent. um my opinion on that is what i've been saying and what i've been what i think is this is gonna have no relevance because then it I'm... is a money movie strictly to throw out there because people will eat it up because it's black widow uh a, a og avenger uh uh, the story of how, who she is, and they'll just collect bread from it. The only impact I could see this that this movie has on anything is if they don't defeat the Taskmaster, the Taskmaster, sorry, um, words are hard, and yeah. if they don't defeat the Taskmaster and he shows up in Hawkeye. It's the That'd only really rele- cool. only relevance I could see. That'd be because really what cool. else what else is there? In the show, you mean? In the, yes, in the show. He shows up dope. in the show. I mean, yeah, because, like, obviously they can't introduce her to anything new because she's... They can introduce her sister unless her sister dies. We don't know, obviously. Which we don't know. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. But I don't think there's going to be too much more than... Especially with just seeing the indication of, okay, maybe Corona really messed everything up and they can't get it out there and they wanted to get it out there and it does has importance. But it's like... If it really had importance, I think they would have just pushed it out on Disney+. That's Plus. the thing. They would have just let it go already. They would have said, you know, we have to put this out here for our story. Well, here's the thing now. Because what else is coming out after that? Loki. Right now, we have a ton of shows coming Loki's out. Loki's coming out. Well, this year alone... It's, it's like the year of shows. The, yeah, I think, I think Marvel's in the phase where they're going to transition into a lot of shows. Obviously, the movies are a big thing, too, but mm-hmm. they're going to get there. Because um, 2020 was supposed to be that year. And a lot of things got pushed back. So, the 2021 Marvel releases... Thor, Love, and Thunder is supposed to come out. Yeah, Eternals. so well, that comes out in... Well, here's, a, here's a timeline for let's, you. Let's get so, that timeline. So, May 1st is Black Widow. What was supposed to be. So, I mean, yeah. Um, Eternals is going to be um, November 6th. Shang-Chi is February 12th. WandaVision, we got that already. Multiverse so of Madness getting... is, is May 20... I think it's May 23rd of 2022. Do we have a new updated... Can we find the newest up... I think they sent a picture of it. Um. Yeah, this is it right here. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Shang Shang Chi is coming now. next. I hear there was a lot of scheduling issues with that though too. There's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be Black Widow kind of takes that the July split slot. Then the next, it's just gonna be like a trickle effect. You know. I'm excited for the Eternals coming out too. November fifth. Wow, words are hard today. Yeah. 
Dude, I, I have that problem. Every remember day. the uh, <laughs> the actor? Um, he was in. I don't watch the show too much, but he was in Silicon Valley, I think. Camille Maggiani. He didn't got watch it that much either. ripped. He got did he huge for this movie. Yeah, but my yeah. boy John Snow's in it, so that's all I really care about. Here, Camille Maggiani. Uh, look at just watch. Oh the yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we'll go. Um, I know. I know who this guy is. Yeah, training, right? So, look at this dude. He went from that to that. Wow. He's playing. Yeah, dude. This guy's man is ripped. Insane. Most act, most actors are. Look at uh, Chris Hemsworth. He went from being fat to being shredded. Chris Hemsworth never then like he went fat. Then he went to well, he was like dad bod status. He was fairly there, but then Thor took it and he ran with that. But I'm super excited about that. That's gonna be really cool to see. Um, December, finally getting the Black Widow. December seventeenth, man. That'll be cool. Spider Man. I'm so excited for that too. Thor: Love and Thunder comes out in then, February. Doctor Strange and then Ant Man and Captain Cap- Those are all to be announced still. So I want to works. I want to tell you this. I told you this before today. Supposedly, and I got very excited about this. There's a rumor going around that we will be getting the first look at the MCU Fantastic Four in Ant Man Three. Just a rumor. I know. Isn't but Kang supposed to be the villain Kang, for that, too? In, in Kang the Conqueror in 3, yes. In Ant-Man 3, that's the supposed villain. And they casted him already, too. That's kind of crazy, though, because Kang... I wish Kang was, like, a bigger... I guess I wish he was, like, a bigger... At the moment, he's bigger? Yeah, he's kind of like... I mean, he's, I'm not going to say he's, like, a... He's, like, he's kind of... He's very close to being a Thanos and a uh, Galactus, in my opinion. As I think... To have him in just one movie, and maybe they don't. Maybe he, maybe he's in multiple movies. Maybe he is the next big villain, but um, I don't know. We'll still see. But yeah, that'll be super. I'm super excited for that. The Batman that I they, even forgot that that was coming out. Yeah, the Batman. March oh 4th. my God, that's gonna. I can't Robert wait Pattinson. for that. I think it'll. I think it's gonna be a good movie. I think it's gonna be. Pattinson was great. I in love Tana. Batman movies. I'm. I'm biased because I love Batman. But uh, okay, let's. Uh, Kong Godzilla comes out next week too. Kong and Z- Godzilla yeah, is definitely coming also. out. We already watched. We're gonna watch Skull Island soon as well. You, we just saw the Godzilla movie. Are you team lizard or team monkey? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I loved. I was team monkey until I saw Godzilla. Godzilla is he's uh, the king of monsters. Like he is, is. He is ridiculous. You can't beat him. A spicy iguana or spicy iguana. <laughs> uh, or like a big Donkey Kong. Or Donkey Kong. Why? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Team Godzilla for this time. So the fight scene they have in this movie, I think the the only yeah. So the main fight scene between Godzilla and Kong, I think, is like a 20 minute fight. I think this is also introducing. Fighting. I think it's also introducing uh, Mecha Godzilla. I think they're gonna team up and yeah, and based on the trailers that we've, we've seen, we talked about it even before that scene came out. But yeah, when things like that happens, my my brain flashes back to the Family Guy skit of way bigger Jaws, and it goes so it's it's like the title of Jaws and Jaws comes like ah I'm Jaws I'm biting your ship and then way bigger Jaws comes out of the ocean <laughs> and Jaws looks at them and goes oh no way bigger Jaws we got a common enemy let's team up. What does that say right there? Quant up there. Oh um, Ant Man maybe I can't I can't make that out. Ant Man Quantumania. 
That's a cool little Maybe. Fantastic Four logo. He's the only one that's gone into the quantum realm. Correct. But uh, so then we have another thing that you know maybe we start we touch on is we also been watching Barry. So the show, Barry's really good. The show on HBO Max. The show Barry, starring um, Bill Hader, plays a former Marine hitman. Wants to be an actor now that he lives in L.A. He wants to find his new purpose because he didn't really like the life he was living before, which is understandable. Yeah, and um, this show is binge worthy. Oh, it's binge worthy. So good. If you guys don't binge think, rating ten out of ten. If you don't think Bill Hader can have a serious role, watch the show. It's a good play though because everyone around him doesn't isn't serious. No, doesn't have a very serious role, but his character is a serious role, and that's the funny part about it in my in my opinion. It's a good show. It's a great show, and we're gonna keep binging it to the moon, Barry to the moon. Yeah, Barry to the moon, at least until we're done because I, I don't run. think they're coming out with any more. Well, how many seasons are there? Ah, uh, look it up. Hold on. I don't know. There's somewhere. There's upwards of like six. Right. I hope so. I think. I mean, I don't. I remember it being something crazy like Dexter too. Like it was like a decent amount of seasons. So Barry, oh two. Oh, there's only two. It came out twenty. This is fairly new. It's my twenty eighteen. When's Barry season three going? Are they out? really doing March twenty twenty? Twenty twenty two. All right, I'm wrong. Ooh. I thought this was an older show so though. A year from now, we'll have a new. Season it's got of Barry. that. It's got that like beginning that season one Dexter vibe to it. It kind of. And does. I never really looked it up or never really cared to look it up because it was always this show I kept in my back pocket. Huh. So I that'll was, be interesting. So, okay, March 2022. I'm excited for that. I guess when this comes out, we'll be talking about that. I guess so as well. And then another show I wanted to talk about the upcoming seasons for. Because you know they're coming out. Oh, Lucifer, 100%. 100%. I can't wait. That this There's supposed to be another part to this. Of course. Because they, they started finished, with that. They had the end. They did part at, yeah. But they're pocketing it now because they're going to keep, go, keep going with seasons. So season 5B is what we're waiting for. So now... Those of you who watched the show, I'm sure you guys have heard, the show was going to be, it was over. The show finished, they finished filming it, they wrote the ending, they did everything, but the fans clamored for more, and we got more, and then the writers were like, hey, we, f we figured out a way, in our opinion, to end the show perfectly, we're going to pocket the ending and just yeah. save it when we need it. And that's going to be awesome, because at any moment now, they could just, they could write in that ending, and it's going to be awesome. And I hope I hope it goes for another season or two, and like everything good must come to an end because you can't because then you start getting CW Terry territory. In the words of Tony Stark, part of the journey is the end. Exactly, and you know, it's just it is what it is. Like you get into real CW territories when you start making things drowned out f forever. I forgot the God steps in. The Allstate guy is God. Is God? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, D.B. Woodside, my personal authentication, Green Lantern, unfortunately it wasn't him, is a men deal. Yeah, true. Um, great show. Coming back, it's going to be awesome. Great show. Um, that's coming back too. Okay, so how about this? Let's just step away from upcoming things. Bring back to the uh, the weekly shows. All we right, we definitely got a little carried away, but a lot coming out, a lot of a lot great things to, to look forward to. But definitely the weekly shows. So starting with... Pretty much the only CW show we watched this week. We will get to The Flash. And already, there you go, Superman and Lois, in my opinion, is the better CW show At going the moment. on right now. At the moment, yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, we just watched it this morning. Pretty fresh. So we know that, I guess, 
ultimately, again, we don't want to spoil anything for you, but now we know that they're making Kryptonian Synthetic Kryptonians. Synthetic, yes. Kind of touched on it a little before. The, the process of how they make them, they kind of go into this, like, cat scanning machine linked up to this, like, seems to be like some kind of alien power source. Yes. Which hence it gives them radiation, giving them the Kryptonian powers. My first initial thought is Superman is as strong as he is on Earth because of the sun. He needs the sun to be himself. In the comic universe, Superman, what was it? And in, in the Flashpoint, in the Flashpoint paradox, in that universe, Superman is locked up, kept underground in a, in a chamber where there's no sunlight. That's why he's not strong and he's weak. I think in this one, they're going to relate that to, the, they have the power source of Krypton. So if Superman fights at night, is he really that? No, because he still has the sun during the day. But if he's like... Oh, he kind of, it's kind of like being a battery. He's he's charged up from the day. Sure. Like, remember in the scene, um, remember after Superman died, he goes into space? Oh, yeah, He stands yeah. there for a minute, recharges. Mm. Kind of how that goes. But I think they figured out this Kryptonian power source. Here's the thing. Did they figure it out? Or did Lex Luthor know how to do it and he's involved with that too? I don't think he's involved. I don't think he's involved because I'm still saying that Lex Luthor is not the villain. Lex Luthor is a character they wrote in who's going to become friends with uh, Clark. With Clark. Well, 100% the, he's going to become friends yeah. with Clark and Lois. Because we already saw the scene that this is not a Lex from this world. This is a Lex from a different universe where Superman was a bad guy. And initially I thought I had thought it would it was like this is Superman when Lois dies and so stuff. I thought too. Shocker, it, it's not because this Lois was actually married to Lex Luthor. Now was it now do you think Lois Luthor? Well, do you think Superman it's a, it's a good like change, honestly. It's definitely a good change because we're not playing off that that injustice, that the, uh, the nightmare apocalyptic storyline. So now, do you think Lex Luthor knows? So he says, I know everything about Cal L. He never mentions Clark Kent. So do you think in this other universe, that Superman, he was never Clark Kent. He was always yes. Cal L. I always thought he was Cal L. He never had Lois Lane to manage him and like keep him grounded. And that's why he's he he, he probably was Superman because he was Superman before he met Lois anyway. Mm-hmm. But he never had that like person in his back corner because again Lois Lane seemingly is always the key yes I don't think he was I don't think he was raised uh, by raised by the same people I think that it was I think in this world it was all different it went a completely different way where the government found him and turned him into this machine weapon of mass destruction and then he turns on them and I don't think Lois ever played a part in his life clearly not because she married Lex Luthor um and, and I don't think I don't think he knows it's Clark because I don't think he ever went by Clark. So now, do you think? I think he always went by Cal El. So again, the questions we have that haven't gotten answered. Lex tells us why he goes to the universe because Superman essentially messed up his world and he doesn't want it to happen here, basically. Or he wants him to pay for whatever it is, right? He wants to stop him before he comes becomes that weapon. So now, do you think it's because? He ultimately did wreck his world, or did he wreck Lex Luthor's personal world by killing Lois? By killing Lois. By taking the one thing away, he knew he, he knew Lex loved the most. I think that definitely. I think that plays because a in big the, part because I remember that scene where he she's almost like the, the key of every Superman. Every thing. Yeah. And, and the, the, his robot friend. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call her the fake Gideon. 
goes, your heart rate is, is high, this and that. And he goes, you know, she's supposed to be with me. Like, yeah, she married another, and except for in this universe, she married another man. Right. So She's the exact same Lois, but in this universe, he and married go, Remember, guy. this isn't your Lois. And he goes, no, 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 it's, it's the same. So he must, he must have gone to this universe because he knew Lois was, I mean, maybe he didn't deliberately come to our Earth. But maybe he didn't come here just to stop Superman. Maybe he came here to see his once once love, Lois Lane. I don't know because it, it, at first he just started fighting Superman, like and right off That's the bat he started we got fighting villain Superman. Vibes. Now we're getting different vibes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see how they write him in. And so I would like to see a different Lex Luthor because honestly, I, I think that whole friend Lex Luthor when when they're both friends, that's a cool storyline. Cool. That's a really cool storyline. Yeah, it is. In the storyline, I love, um, for briefly, um, when Brainiac comes to destroy the Earth, Lex Luthor, who kills Superman in, in that way. So after Superman dies, Brainiac comes. There's no more Kryptonian to defend, so he takes over the world. Lex Luthor goes through time to Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman and goes, I killed you guys. Brainiac took over my world. We have to work together to stop him. That dynamic was always cool because they're always enemies and seeing them as friends. Any chance we get, yeah, it's cool. It was definitely cool. But yeah, we have our questions for the show. We're probably going to get at least some answers. But one thing we definitely know is that Jonathan does not like it in Smallville. 100% like we've been saying, Jonathan is building up his anger, building up his hate for, for Smallville, what's going on with his brother, it, we nailed it. Like we hit it right. Like, at one point in the episode, spoilers. Um, I literally said he was like, "Oh, my girlfriend's coming to visit from uh, Metropolis. from Metropolis," and I go, "How much you want to bet she's gonna break up with him? She's either gonna come and break up with him or break up with him." And two minutes. Two minutes later, later, not even after saying, after just making the thought, it two seconds. Oh, what you're breaking up with me? Can we talk about this? Like. Called it is it. very predictable. The CW does it again. What, what did you say? NSAU boys, 27. CW, zero. Until they shock us. Bring the CW back, man. Bring it back. Restore the CW-verse. Uh, also restore the Snyder-verse. I might quote my, my issues. If they just want to stop the CW-verse, I'm okay with that. But, you know, I like it because it's superhero stuff. Another thing that came out this week. They recasted the main character of Batwoman. So I haven't seen... Oh, um, I remember you telling me yeah, about that. So I haven't seen um, the first and second season of Batwoman. It just, it's on my list. I have just a lot of different shows I'm trying to hit. Um, There's better things to watch than a CW show. So Batwoman <laughs> came out initially. The main character was um, Ruby Rose. Remember her? From, yeah. From uh, Orange is the New Black and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when her character in Batwoman, right, was Kate, what was her name? Kate something? Um, yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it. Uh, uh, oh, something Kate, Kane? Kate Kane. Yes, Kate, Kate Kane. Kane. So the show wrote her off in a way where she was like missing, and they recasted Kate Kane as Wally Day, the actress from great actress from the show Krypton. So the how, wait, was this like a crisis thing? If how it, they they could her? definitely they could definitely do that, which is the smarter way to do it. Um, but yeah, so Wally Day. 
She looks exactly like her almost. There's a picture of her um with the suit on, and it's it's actually pretty cool. But it looks like she's got curly hair. In it. That's yeah. Oh, that's her now. That's 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 the new actress in the suit. Okay. This, yeah. That's cool. And this is behind her is the old. Behind her is the old Ruby Rose. So that's Ruby Rose. And that's Wally Day. That's cool. I would I would give this a shot. I never. I mean. I never watched anything like you. Uh, I've only seen her in a couple crossovers. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm a very Batman kind of guy. Uh, Batman is just Batman's my boy. I can't watch something that that doesn't have Batman in it, but uses everything he's got. Um. But yeah. So we kind of see the plot again. It, it, it's going in a good direction. A lot of family uh, drama involved. Now, do you think this uh, this co- uh, building hatred for Smallville and the fact that Jonathan's life is essentially the most changed out of anyone's? We, he addresses it to Clark and, and Lois. He's like, listen, I want to move back to Metropolis. I can go to the spare room, this and that. And Clark goes, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I'm not mad at you. Um, After he gets hammered he gets at hammered the festival. At, at the festival. And he goes... This is your one free pass. Yeah. I get you going through a hard time. I've been there. So Clark kind of like pulled, he, 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 he took off his Superman cape and put on his super dad flannel. His super dad cardigan. His cardigan. And <laughs> that's what he, I would, that's what I oh, picture yeah. super, super dad, dad wearing. Cardigan, yeah. <laughs> he put on his uh, super dad. Uh, uh, Carries around the little mug. The, uh, the, the, <laughs> those Nike like. 92 yeah the, 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 the white one yeah, the white yeah, and navy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you put those my on dad had a pair of those me too <laughs> um and he kind of talks jonathan down he's like i get it so they're kind of cool now but do you think the building emotion that jonathan consistently has will inevitably bring out powers just like it did jordan so there's two theories because i just literally had thought of a theory in my head right now there's two things that i think could happen one being uh, what you what you just said, um, being it brings out powers after being frustrated and everything like that, and just out of nowhere he's like, oh my god, I just did something incredible. Think about it, his brother's captain, or, or his brother's think about this. Think about where the, when the story was written with Superman and Lex that they were considered brothers, right? Think about that storyline, right? What if they what if they played it off like that? Where now we're going to watch Jordan and um, Jonathan become into that role. But I don't think we'd ever... Uh, I don't think it would ever happen because that's a really long time away. Because the show consistently shows that the two brothers can pull each other off of the deep end. Or off the edge, you know what I mean? It's like they, they are the grounding source for each other. Because when Jonathan's mad, Jordan comes to his side. When Jordan's mad, Jonathan comes. Did I say that twice backwards? No. I said the fun, right? I don't know. Their names you know are what so, I mean. I know what you mean. So yeah... Their relationship is always seemingly good because in this episode, Jonathan is coping with the fact that his girlfriend broke up with him and he wants to live in Metropolis and his whole world is kind of flipped upside down and the football team isn't going well. So he was drinking at the the very large Smallville uh, festival and Jordan is on a date and he kind of like interrupts them and... He's like, dude, what are you doing? You're like, you're, you're drinking this and that. And then Jonathan goes, hey, man, I'm just... Well, Jonathan I'm sorry, is... Ma- well, while Jordan is macking on that one macking girl... on the one girl. He's like, oh, yo, like, let me be your shoulder to cry on. 
I like I like Jordan. He's like he's a, he's a good it's, guy. It's a Hallmark show. Of course. But then he comes in and he kind of like disrupts them, but inevitably he's like, it's okay, man. It's that bond. It's that bond. Of the two brothers. Strong bond. Who fight alien armadas. And uh, the moon comes crashing down. Maybe we'll see that happen. But, you know, the show every week has a good building point to it. Hey, we'll be back again next week. And we'll be uh, we'll after the next episode. Another new show, another new episode of. Hey, if you're getting tired of listening to CW stuff, say something. I will, I will be ready to switch gears. No, I like, I like including. I like, I do like the Low Superman and Lost. I will say it is a okay CW show. And I know I, I talk a lot of shit on CW, but there was a point where I lived by CW. Oh, yeah, same. But we used to, we used to, um, on, I remember this, in, on Tuesdays. Wherever we'd watch, we were, where we'd, we'd, we'd watch up, the Flash. We'd have to, have to watch the Flash, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Falcon, Winter Soldier, none, the next episode came out. We saw the new Captain America. Um, we saw Battlestar. We saw the fact that there's some uh, some suspicious serums going around. Yeah. And maybe someone else wants those serums for his own agenda, you know? So, first off, I hate the new Captain America. I hate the U.S. agent. John Walker? Yeah. I hope he doesn't keep the shield. I hope he becomes a U.S. agent with something different. Like, he stays U.S. agent because it'll be cool to see. But he comes, he doesn't have the shield anymore. And they're like, okay, you're not Captain America. You're not. You're a Walmart version of him. Uh, I hope him and Battlestar, possibly, like I said, maybe they get a spinoff series themselves. Um, but one big thing was with those, those vaccines, as Bucky said, when he gets in the truck. First of all, he runs in front of a truck, which it's like, dude... That guy just saw you, but no one really stopped the cars. Yeah. Um, which confused me. It's like, why wouldn't you just run? Like, wouldn't you the, notice? Yeah, wouldn't a you man notice that? In your truck. And wouldn't you also know? Like, first of all, wouldn't the buddy, the guy behind you, notice someone hopped in your truck and started like alerting you? But he gets in there, and my theory for what those vaccines are is the serum. Super soldier serum. Exactly. We already indicated because they already indicated spoilers. In the show, spoiler alert! Right we, we, now, we keep mentioning spoilers, but it, it's hard to it's hard yeah. to theorize and, and talk about these things without adding these spoilers in. Um, if you don't want to listen to spoilers, watch it and then come listen to us. But all of those, all of those, uh, those what they're called is the flag smashers, which we're gonna I'm gonna talk we're gonna talk a little bit about what that even means. Is they're super soldiers. They're strong. They're just like Bucky. And Bucky literally says that. He goes, we're dealing with super soldiers. I don't know how. I don't know where they came from, where the serum, how they got the serum. But we're de- we're 100% dealing with them. And it wasn't one of the big three. No, it wasn't one of the big three. Androids, aliens, and, and wizards. wizards. Now, here's the thing. At the end of the episode, we see... The new Captain America and Battlestar team up. Well, not team up, but we see them kind of get Sam and uh, Bucky out of a situation. And they kind of agree that they're going to go talk to Helmut Zemo. He has intel. They need it. Is that what they said? They said they're going to talk to him? Yeah. Or at least it's speculated. I'm pretty sure they, they brought it out. Yeah, so... Again, we we last saw Zemo. In and then Civil don't we War. get a didn't wasn't there a cut to his silhouette or his it was the character that's playing Zemo? 
Something like that, maybe? They're going to see Zemo, and the thing is, the dynamic, so, the dynamic between, I'm going to call them the new team versus the old team, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying here? Yeah. Um, the old team is fighting the Flag Smashers, the new team comes in, steps in, they kind of all get their, their asses kicked, and then, once Bucky understands that these people are super soldiers, he goes to see his friend, someone who he met back in, was it, was it Vietnam, or was it somewhere else? Um, I think Vietnam. Or is it Gong Zhao? It was, it was either Vietnam, uh, he said the, the bar. He said, tell the, the tell them. At wherever. Yes. Right, so then we learn that there's another super soldier who was in existence during all of our time in the MCU. It's just that, unlike Captain America, he was kind of like forced into imprisonment and studied on, and... Bucky kept him a secret because he knew that he'd been through enough. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's just letting us know that super soldiers are still around. They're still doing things. So maybe we see him come later on in the show. Yeah, I definitely think that's possible. He's going to come at some point, and there he's going to end up teaming up with them, I think. Isaiah, right. Because they really don't want to They really don't want to team up with... Um, with the Korean new cap. War. The Korean War is where they met. The Korean War. Right, so they had a tussle back in 1951 in the Korean War when Bucky was still under Hydra's control. Isaiah, who was a super soldier of the U.S., apparently he broke off half of Bucky's bionic arm and he was sent to take down Bucky because no one else could do it. Yes. And he, in his words, he kicked his ass. But they put him in jail because... He was different, and he was a super soldier, and they ran tests on him and took his blood, and he was just fed up with everything, so he didn't, want to, he didn't want to be involved with any of it. So, yeah, um, the show kind of takes a, uh, a more emotional side of the existence of super soldiers, I guess, but now it comes down to, yeah, so that's, that's Isaiah Bradley. Oh, that's sick. And he he had... busts out the costume and the shield. Oh, you know what would be awesome to see? the patriot if he busts out the shield right and he gives that shield to the u.s agent and then we get the captain america shield back and it gets it goes back to and then sam finally says all right i'll take up the the mantle so isaiah's grandson eli i'm assuming the guy that answered the door could be his grand it was his grandson i believe he could be the patriot he could be the next patriot you think because, yeah, so when he gets his grandfather's blood infused, he becomes the Patriot. We'll see that. Well, here's the thing. If he's we might, the, if yeah, he's he's the Young Avengers, that. it's very possible. Because we know Miles Morales, they have plans for Miles Morales in the MCU's Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. They could also put the Patriot. Eli Bradley in there, yeah. too, as the Patriot. As well as Ironheart. Ironheart also. Yeah. And so here's the thing that I, I like. The fact that Sam and Bucky said this to the new team. It, it's smart for us to work together, yes. But... You you go by too many rules and there's too many hoops you have to jump through, so it's not smart for us to do that because we're technically freelancers. Yeah, we don't have to do that. And then the new cap goes, "Well, stay out of my way." And then like, are you really telling the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to stay out of your way? Give me a yeah. break. And the thing is, though, we see that John Walker, to a level, has some kind of superhuman abilities. Potentially, yeah. He says he doesn't, but he says... The video but the way that he was throwing that shield... Hey, Marvel physics, you know? It's crazy. The shield just has 
booster jets underneath. Yeah, right. Like, come on, I mean, that's he crazy. Obviously, has his training. You have to assume to some level. He has some kind of enhancements. He's got to. I would. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. That good of a fighter, but how they said he that he that he. They said he has all of these different awards and Purple Hearts and he had three medals of honor. Three medals of honor, yeah. So like, what? He's got to have something with him. Something's a little. Like, why do you pick him? Why'd you pick him? Like he's so acclimated. He's able someone that they can control. Who's to say? But yeah, so one question I want to ask you: How are they gonna get the shield back? Because Bucky, Bucky goes... They straight up said, Bucky said, we need to get the shield back. Yeah. And Sam goes, we, we can't, can't just go steal the shield. <laughs> last time last time they stole the shield, they were on the run for two years. Yeah. That was How in the Civil think, War, wasn't it? Yeah. How do you think they get the shield? I, I don't know. There's some level where I want to say that... We know that they and ultimately end up getting the shield because we saw it in the, trailer. in the trailers. How they get the shield... Uh, I'm not... I haven't entirely really thought about either like at at some point like i want to say there's there's enough of of the character of the u.s agent to actually say hey like there's going to be like maybe there's a realization moment where it's like hey i'm not steve rogers and i keep telling you this and you're right this shield does not belong to me and he gives them the shield and he goes this is not a fight this is not a fight i could win and he gives them the shield bucky's we had like the nice uh, what was that what was that exercise they had, the staring, the soul staring, the soul gaze or soul, something, yeah, like that. something like that. And Bucky tells Sam, he's like, my biggest issue with you, he's like, why did you why did you not take the shield? Yeah. He's like because Steve saw something in you. Steve knew everything Steve represented. He saw in you, and he wanted you to have that shield. Why did you turn it down? And he goes, listen, I'm not getting into this again. I told you why. It's not, it's not mine. It's his. And he goes, the thing is though, he's like, he's like, what did Sam say? Why do you care something? Why do you care so much about something that doesn't involve you? And mm-hmm. he goes, because Steve saw this in you. And if he was wrong about you, that means he was wrong about me. Yeah. And we're seeing Bucky now struggling with, without Steve, with, without, without Steve one, but also he's struggling with his identity of, of being a ex murderer and, villain to being someone who's now saying he even said he goes someone said and made a comment about him he goes that's not me anymore anymore. that's not me anymore he said that to isaiah yeah he said uh that's i'm not a murderer anymore i don't i essentially i'm good and and he was like someone doesn't just do that you can't just do that um but i we were watching bucky struggle with that and trying to become a hero and i think that's what's going on with bucky right now i don't think it was, I don't think it was him wanting to be Captain America. I think it was him saying, like, Steve said he's a good guy. Steve said this guy is not evil. This guy is someone, this guy is one of the boys. He's one of the good guys. And he's struggling now with, was he right or not? Because yeah. he was like, Sam, you're the next Captain America. The only one person that could do it is you. And Sam's like, nah, here's the shield. You think this happens already? End of the show, guys. We talked about this before. But after seeing the scene of the soul gaze, what if Sam's like, you know, Buck? I'm gonna call you Buck here. You are more of a Captain America than I am. You are the one that should have the shield. It means more to you. Mm-hmm. And I know if Steve would still be here, 
it would mean a lot to him too. Maybe he knew that you weren't ready to have the shield right now, but I know as someone he gave it to, I see it in you that now, you're putting your past behind you, you are ready. I would love that. Because Bucky wants... I just want Bucky to be, think about ca- it, be Captain America. Bucky cares more about what Steve held close to him than Falcon did. Like Bucky said, he, he Bucky was the one that's like, everything he lived for is that shield. He saw that in you. Bucky, obviously, to an extent, wanted that in him. Yeah. But maybe Steve knew the process. Maybe he knew that giving it to Sam would inevitably get it to Bucky. Because yeah. Because they would work together. And True. He was like, Sam, you take this and watch after Bucky while he goes through... His shit. His stuff, yeah. Again, he was, this is the first time. So Bucky... Only, yeah, that would be Bucky got his memory re-flipped a couple movies ago. You think about it, it was only, it was only in Civil War yeah. or it wasn't, Winter Soldier. It wasn't all that long ago. And he's been he's been the Winter Soldier for eighty years or whatever it was seventy years fifty years, mm-hmm. and then once he's like back with Steve, they're both in the right mindset. That was only for like a couple of years, a year or two. Now and, he's gone. Yeah, and then we use season because I believe this is multiple seasons. We use the next season to to. I'm gonna look this up. I I, th- I thought I had seen somewhere that Falcon and Winter Soldier is supposed to be more than one. That was maybe their plan, um, unless I'm crazy, which is very possible. Oh, this season. But I thought that it was supposed to be. So if it's confirmed that I don't think it's confirmed yet, but I think it was in the talks of having a season two. Um, but that'd be cool because then it could also uh, don't expect the Falcon Winter Soldier to last more than one season. What's that coming from? Slash film? No yeah. What, what is this saying? Everything we know about Winter Soldier Season 2. Just. So possibly we could see a Season 2. Um, because here's the thing of why I believe that a Season 2 might be, could might happen, right? Let's say they don't beat. Yeah, so the director uh, says fans shouldn't lose hope. So I can't answer the questions. Um... Nothing I didn't get to do or in the season that I wanted to. Yeah, basically, it's um, they don't know if they're gonna do it or not, but it could possibly. They said there's, there's there's always more stories to explore. Yeah, and ready for so, this story, right? Think about this: they don't beat Zemo or they beat Zemo, but remember Flag Smasher? Well, Flag Smasher is actually a Captain America supervillain as well. A, a Flag Smasher is a villain. Is it? Who is it? So, the Flag Smasher that we're seeing in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, her name, it's a, it's played by a woman, her name is Carly, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Morganathu. Oh, she's the one in the she, back of the truck. She is the in the back of the truck. And the crazy thing about this is literally the, the Flag Smasher that was in the comics, his name was Carl. All they did was make it Carly. a Carl and a Carly. So, Carly, same last name and everything. So that was the supervillain Flag Smasher. Now, that's a good possibility for them to roll this villain in as someone that, whether, I don't know if, I don't know if she's movie-worthy, but, you know, show-worthy. if they did a season two, a, a show-worthy villain of being like, okay, well, this, she, they're clearly, she's got evil intentions because she has a bunch of super soldier serum. And they're trying to say that, Let's bring things back to the way it was during the blip. So there's there's some there's some different 
uh, intentions there. So that would be really cool if what I'm saying is Zemo Season 1, Flag Smasher Season 2. You know, they could set it up that way. Unless, you know, Flag Smasher becomes someone that's not really a villain, like more like an anti-hero, where it was like, I thought I was doing the right thing. I, so I'm really excited to see the scene from the trailer where Zemo is walking and you see his, his purple mask mm-hmm. in his hand. I want to see how epic that scene is going to be. I'm excited. Well, I mean, we might get it soon because literally last episode was straight trailer. We saw everything. Everything. Not, not quite everything, but quite, a lot yes. of it. A, lot of it. a majority of what the trailers were, we saw in that episode. The the big three talk. Besides for the besides for them throwing the shield and seeing Zemo. Yes, exactly. Those are the only real the real big things the that I can things, remember from the trailer yeah. that we didn't see. So yeah, essentially. The, the the bus fight scene, again, the big three conversation, the staring the stare down. Like we saw it was like the trailer. They gave us the trailer again. I'm not mad. I'm not mad because everything put together, it was a great episode. And Red Wing broken. Oh, yeah. Bucky. So Buck, Bucky's being held by the uh, Flag Smashers, and Red Wing comes over to like fight them. Carly pulls Red Wing out of the air and breaks over her knee. <laughs> Bucky goes, he's being held down and being beaten, and he still goes, I always want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Cause and then in the stare down they're like, oh, Red Wing is destroyed and you can't even say that you're sorry. He goes, yeah, I can't, bud. <laughs> funny. Yeah, that is definitely funny. It's a good show. Very good show. And then um, I wanted to segue into what I like to call my Justice League quick picks of the week. Quick picks. Just different things that we're picking up on from the the four hour movie, something that we haven't talked yes. about last time. Just there, you know, just different things to throw out there. Um. Two things that really came to mind, and maybe three. Um, it was news this week came out, so we talked about our fan cast of Green Lantern. It was revealed uh, by you know someone behind the scenes. Zack Snyder picked his John Stewart Green Lantern. His John Stewart Green Lantern is Trevante Rhodes. What else was Trevante? Because this is the first time I've ever heard of him. What else was he in? Um, was he in anything... Was he in anything that we might know? Yeah. Or is he kind of like a, a new new face to bring into the superhero mix? Because I think just the look of him, it would have been a great John John Stewart. Like, it would have been a good one. Um, yes, yeah, so he, I mean, he, he has the charisma to be in other movies like that or shows. So he was in a handful of things, right? So he was in The Predator, 12 Strong, and okay. Bird Box were his things. But his main feature was Moonlight. 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 So the movie Moonlight... It won um, an Oscar? I think it was maybe Oscar nominated. I don't think he might not have won an Oscar. I thought it said Oscar winning. Oscar winning? What did it win an Oscar for? Moonlight, 2016. Yeah, that's him right there. Did it win an Oscar? Three Oscars, yeah. It won three Oscars? It certainly did. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Maybe it's a movie we need to watch. Winner, Oscar, best motion picture of the year. So directors get that one. An Oscar nominee... He wasn't nominated. Uh, he wasn't nominated for anything. But the movie was nominated. But the movie was. So yeah, Zack Snyder picked his his John Stewart. He figured it was someone that wasn't too mainstream, but someone that had the emotion and the yeah, heart. Yeah, hundred percent. And the I'll say it. He had the hope. He had the green, the green ring hope. He had it. the hope. Um. Yeah, it would have been a good cast. Yeah, that would have been a really good cast. Here's the thing, though. Like like Henry Cavill was almost gonna play Superman before Brandon Ralph. Like so. When Superman came out with Brandon Ralph, 
the director initially picked Henry Cavill. He had he was fitted for the suit and everything, but I think the script changed, the directors changed, and then the, the new director picked Brandon Ralph. They went Henry with the Cavill. Adam from CW. Correct. <laughs> so this could be just the first uh, step in becoming Green Lantern for Toronto. Yeah, I'm hoping that there's there's so much buzz around this Justice League that we finally get we get the second one as well because I would love to introduce the like the full Justice League into it. It would be really cool to finally see that movie. So then my other thing for Justice League this week. This week, Joe Maganello, or Deathstroke, came out and was talking about what the plot would look like in Ben Affleck's Batman movie that he was writing. And now, dude, have you have you heard about what that was going to be like? No. This is the first time I'm hearing of it because I did not, I didn't see that. That'd be really cool, though, and especially with Ben Affleck, if if they were to go through with that movie, that would have been cool because he is a really good Batman. Not my Batman, but he is a really good Batman. So here, here's what he's the quote unquote what Joe Maganello said. It was a really dark story in which in which Deathstroke was like a shark or a horror movie villain that was dismantling Bruce's life from the inside out. It was the system. It was a systemic thing. He killed everyone close to Bruce and destroyed his life to try and make him suffer because he felt that Bruce Wayne was responsible for something that happened to him. Now he didn't go into the details as to why. Deathstroke felt like this or whatever, but he goes into detail and says, you know, the whole movie was going to be based on the fact that Batman is first meeting someone that can combat him. He talks about a scene in it where Deathstroke was quicker than Batman. They were fighting a scene in Gotham, and Deathstroke would basically just predict everything Batman was doing, and then it would be this, in his words, like some long stretched out scene across the city that they're fighting in, and it's just unfortunate that we're never going to see it because it had so much hope. Yeah. And it, Especially with yeah. the Batman coming out, I don't think and there's going to be any hope to see that movie. I mean, the only hope that I got from this was that the scene where Deathstroke was on the boat uh, at the end of the remember the end of the movie, he yeah. goes to the boat with Lex. Initially, that was going to be what we saw in Zack Snyder's version, which is Batman and Bruce Wayne. This is what it is. You know, he's ruined his life. That kind of thing. Yeah. In the rewrites, so Joe Maganello thought that seems never going to be in the movie. But they rewrote it saying how, oh, basically I want to recruit you for my anti-Justice League or my uh, Injustice League, however you want to call that, you know. But, yeah, the Injustice League. That's what That was the rewrites. But John Maganello was happy because the scene was meant to set up for the Batman movie because now he knows who he is and he's going to go fight him and such. Yeah, because Lex gave him his name at the at the end, yeah. So we would have seen... That would have been cool. I Maybe, and you know, a Deathstroke movie in general would be cool. I would like to see a Deathstroke movie. Like, the, the fan casting for Joe Maganello is just is, too good. Yeah, to really waste. good to waste. But what what could that possibly look like? What would we look at with a Deathstroke movie? The whole Batman... Have you seen the scene? I want to show you... A Deathstroke story. movie without Batman. What would that be? What would that look like? I mean, I don't know if you could do a Deathstroke movie without Batman. I think you could Batman. do that Deathstroke having different bounties on people. You should... Kind of like, kind of like a, a Deadpool movie, but serious. He goes around. He has... He's a mercenary. He gets yeah. his contracts. And then eventually, maybe at the end, he gets one for Batman. A Bruce Wayne. Then it's like, oh shit. It's going to get real. But... Again, you know, this movie was going to have a new play on the way we look at Batman because this was going to be one of the times where he was going to, like, be evenly matched with someone and it was going to be his first run in the mill with Deathstroke. And that's really cool to see. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see. 
But yeah, so then this actually is a perfect segue for my, my question of the week for you. All right, I have not heard this question. You have been telling me about this question. So hit me with it. I've been thinking about it for a little bit now. And after all this talk of things that could have happened in the Zack Snyderverse, I wanted to ask you this. I guess it's a part two-part question. One would be, how do you think DC can bring itself back to the Marvel Cinematic status in both filmmaking and overall styles? Now, it's like, what if Zack Snyder's Justice League came out when it was supposed to? Would we see big drastic changes into the DC universe? Because again, there's so many cool things that we just talked about that were like they were literally supposed to happen. All of it was supposed to happen and planned out, like the Nightmare movie, Deathstroke and Batman movie, the Green Lantern movie. All of it was supposed to happen, which warrants the question for me. 100%. Is there, is there a different universe is where there the a, Snyderverse is even better than the than, MCU? I believe so. I believe yes, because think about this, right? All right, we bring in Cyborg. He gets a solo movie. Cyborg can now bring in possibilities of a forming of a of like the Teen Titans, and then we could go off of with because in a Batman movie you could also bring in Robin with then who becomes Nightwing. Who there's a lot of different possibilities because that's what Marvel does. Marvel pulls these movies and throws bombshells in characters, and they're like, drop a bomb here, and it's like ah introduced to um. Uh, flag smasher who is like well that's cool because what are they going to do with her now because that's crazy wandavision uh monica rambo boom uh whatever her name is because i forget what her uh superhero name was spectrum spectrum i I believe i think it was something like that um like they throw those pieces in and marvel could have done that as well you now have a, a bat yeah sorry dc thank you um because now you have a... So, playing off of this, right? Justice League happens with Zack Snyder's version. We see the cut. We see the cuts in the end where it was... Um, Lex Luthor saying, Oh, Deathstroke, like, thanks for taking this hit for me. His name's Bruce Wayne. Go for it. Uh, cut to the next Batman movie where it's Batman versus... Deathstroke. Deathstroke to where... Kind of in the Marvel style, we have Batman now facing Deathstroke in Gotham. In Metropolis... Uh, Superman is now trying to f- to battle with Lex Luthor because he's out of jail. He's broken out. Superman is now trying to stop him, and it's a Lex versus uh, Superman movie. The Flash movie. The Flash too. movie comes out where we see him, g- where it's like more of an origin and more of a uh, a Flashpoint paradox. So like all these different things could happen to where it leads up to Justice League Two. Where Nightmare exactly Nightmare. what exactly what Marvel did they could have they could have done and still can do if they pick up if they actually stop falling asleep writing boring ass scripts and boring ass movies because Zack Snyder's movie shows that it is possible to be Marvel level without being Marvel level because we compared I would say that first Justice League movie was better than the first Avengers movie. But on the same playing field. Because the first Avengers movie finally brought out, like, they brought that, like, bigger force that might come. You know, or maybe even, um, I still think the first Avengers movie, because the next one was, was, was Ultron. I loved Ultron. But 
setting up that villain of Thanos was kind of the first one. It's the start of the first one. Yeah. Right? This one, we just saw more of like a Ronin type character in Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf fighting them. But that now sets up for a dark side movie where we could see, okay, what's going on in that time frame? Batman's fighting Deathstroke. Uh, Superman's trying to stop Lex Luthor. Uh, the Flash is coming, is becoming a superhero in his own rights, and Aquaman. we're watching that. Aquaman's battling whatever of the uh, the oceans, the creatures of the deep. The Atom. The Atom. Like, see, all these things could be playing out to where now, cut to the Justice League Martian movie. Martian Manhunter. Exactly. Like, where did he, an origin for Martian Manhunter? Where did he come from? What he was, he, what was he doing before we saw him? Like, how did he become the how general? Long he here? How long has he been here? Exactly. And that would be really cool to see because you have all these things that now you could just keep connecting and keep picking at. A hundred percent, they could have had it. So here's my, here's they my, could have it and I'm still can my, have it. Here's my bold statement for you. Zack Snyder's Justice League proves that we have to stop chasing the Marvel movies. We have to. You know why? Here's the thing. I, I'll give you the rundown. We have to stop chasing them or chasing we have to... So chasing we have to stop... greatness of how good... We Some have to stop comparing are. everything to them, is what you're saying? Yes, but in its own way. Yeah, so we have to stop comparing them, but here's the thing. You're not comparing any movie to like, oh, this was not as good as Captain Marvel. Like, Marvel has, uh, yes, I Marvel has good movies. Now, they have great movies in Endgame, Infinity War. They're great. Iron, the all thing. the Iron Mans? All the Iron Mans. Three, I would have an exception for. It's, it's good, but it's not great. Ant-Man, it's a good movie. I'll say, like, there's good movies, but also, there's some that follow a strict Marvel origin story. Captain Marvel followed that. I hope Black Widow does not follow that. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And I see your point not you're trying... movies are bangers. I see what you're trying to make the point here. I would agree with you. DC's solo films are better than Marvel's solo films. Because you're right, Marvel kind of does that thing where it's like... They're not. They're origin-esque. I'll say, they're not I'll straight say some, origins. I'll say some because think about it. The first Spider-Man wasn't really origin-esque. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. No, no, no. I'm talking about Tom Holland. Tom Holland's first movie. Spider-Man movie. He was already kind of Spider-Man. He wasn't, and I mean, Tony gave him a suit and everything, and like he finally like, but he already was Spider-Man. You know, because he was fighting those bank robbers. He's like, oh ha, that's funny. You guys are dressed as the Avengers. I'm just your friendly neighborhood spider. And he was still an established Spider-Man, so we didn't have to watch him get bit by the spider and then go through all the, the changes and trying to learn his powers and stuff like that. But he, I, I would agree with you. Captain Marvel was a bad movie. It wasn't a great, it wasn't a good movie, and they did it for an origin, and they Thor did it two, to bring her in. Thor, Thor 2 wasn't a very good movie. I agree with you. There's some movies that, like, we just, they don't, honestly, they don't deserve to be at the same time. And it's hard. I agree, and it's hard because Avengers, Avengers shattered the spectrum. The Avengers level movies, but that's what I'm saying. Like we talked about this, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, we said is right up there with is right up there with the Avenger movies. It's below Endgame and and uh, Infinity War. War, I would say it's on par. Honestly, I would say it's on par. But is it better than Ultron? Do you think? I think so. I'm just asking because I don't have an opinion on it. At this moment, I'll say yes. Sure. It's for, honestly, it's fresher in my mind. Yeah, there was no weird accent, half accent scenario. Just sign the accords. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um, the, the movie don't take anything away. I don't from know. That's a crazy thing to think about, though. Zack Snyderverse. 
in a different so, re- in a different reality could have been better. Essentially, we should stop comparing them, but it's it's hard because and I get this is just fighting more to your point is because Marvel does so well at continuity. It does so well at bringing in bringing like making movies connect. Tony because was Jimmy Woo, he was in WandaVision, Jimmy he was in Ant-Man. Like we we seen him. Yeah. Like they use characters like that and that's one of the things that we love about it. Unfortunately, DC doesn't do that. They would have had a great opportunity to do with it if they did Zack Snyder's movie. But I don't think DC's that type. I think they more fall on their solo films than they do with a team-up film. Um, I don't know. That's definitely mine. It definitely gets me thinking. And maybe in somewhere down in the future, we I could stop comparing things to Marvel. Yeah. But it's hard because of the continuity. They do so well at continuity and telling a story. So what I don't want to admit, because at heart I am a DC fanboy, it kind of shows that Marvel at times cares more about what the fans want than what DC care than DC caring about the fans. Like the hype of Endgame, all the fans were like, "Oh, is there going to be time travel? And then this is going to happen. And this could happen." There's like a different theories that the fans are talking about that we actually saw. DC, Warner Brothers, Zack Snyder had this vision for the movie. The fans would love it. Warner Brothers goes, it's not what we want to do. We don't really care what the fans want. Yeah. We're going to have it our way. And my worry is that Marvel has a better relationship with their fans and they listen to the fans more than DC does because now more than ever, DC is showing me at least that... This is by any movie DC's ever made. But this was this was pushed though. But hey, that's the thing. The fans love this movie. I guess in in general, this movie more than other DC movies because of what it stood for and because of what it offered the universe. For DC to not capitalize on this and continue it, it goes to show that they're more about developing things in a pride aspect where it's like we want to release this our way because this is what we want to do. Even though the fans and this movie set up so many different lanes, it's not what we saw in our vision, so we're not going to do that. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, I would agree. How, how are you because how because this was very pushed. Not do it was very pushed, and I'm hoping you know they do capitalize on it. But I don't, I don't know if they're gonna. Um, I'm not. I let's not get our hopes up on them seeing anything. But let's let's be happy with what we got because you've even said that to me. You I said know. let's be happy with that. At least we're getting this. It's just so hard to and it's like so hard because only accept this one movie. Exactly. And, but you're right. Marvel set the bar so high in saying like, oh, if you do a if you do a, a team up movie, you gotta keep following up and you keep yeah. gotta making things better. But I mean, I don't know. Let's be happy that we got this. We I, got I'm it. I'm loving it. So I'm loving it. What's what's I, I hear you have a question also. I don't have a question. <laughs> <laughs> At least I might have had one and then I forgot it, but I do not, I don't remember. Maybe if I remember, I'll save it for next week and leave you guys on a cliffhanger. Uh, but no, I'm good. Uh, we talked about a lot. One of our longer episodes, but a lot to cover, a lot of things a to talk about. A lot of content in here. That was the thing. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about in, uh, Invincible. Oh. Definitely going to check that out more and more. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I mean, again, if you guys like what we're talking about, Go follow us at Nothing Super Medias on Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on Spotify and anywhere else you get podcasts, except for Apple Podcasts. 
We're working on it. We are working on it. Uh, we talked to Nick, uh, who's usually the man behind the scenes, but unfortunately he's had other things to do on the weekend, so we weren't a- we're not able to have him here. He is in the works. He, he's got the things set up for us to do it, so we're going to be yeah. pushing through, and we're going to be getting it sooner or later. Um, episode 5, you know, maybe by 10 we'll be on Apple Podcasts. You never know. Maybe we'll be on YouTube uh, soon um, enough. You guys can watch and, us. Look at our screen we're looking at, too. Yeah, very true. Uh, sooner or later we will be on YouTube, and you can check us out there as well, as hopefully we'll have other content as well to share. Yeah. But uh, even if this isn't something that is in your wheelhouse, you know, check us out on Twitch. Uh Shout out to our two guys that have been streaming for Reppin' Our Nothing Super Gaming, uh, Professor Bigfoot and Max Oss Gaming. Check them out. We post Check them on out. their stream. We post on their stream. We let you know on Instagram when they're going. Uh, fun guys. Play a good, uh, decent amount of Warzone. You know, you'll even see us on their streams every once in a while just playing with them. So definitely check us out. And if you enjoyed, keep coming back. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you next week. We'll see you next week. And stay super.